Cactus Jack strikes again. Vulcan Enterprises. Ecotopolis, Ecotopia. March 18th, 2008. No one really knows how he fell from power in 1993. Some say he lost his mind after the crane smashed into his head, cracking his skull open that day on his ship. Doctors patched him up. The prominent dent over his left eye and the asymmetrical distortion of his nose and eyes suggest a mind altered by a traumatic brain injury. The tale could be true. I regard his face deformed but not disfigured as he informs me of his fall from grace as a former real estate mogul, not only of Ecotopolis but the entire southeast corner of Alaska. Gold prospector, he tells me. Mine 350,000 tons of bullion from the earth he used to buy the Rock of Gibraltar for the Queen of England when he wasn't backing the dollar for the feds. As seagulls cry overhead, he points all around us outside in the salty air, with a thickly calloused, though unfortunately attenuated finger, to all the industries in the Ecotopolis tire flats, claiming to have once owned and built them all, before they stole his deeds. To recover them, he used to appear at the county courthouse to demand from records his rightful claimed power. Mr. Dave Thompson, otherwise known to his chagrin as Cactus Jack, since he was the captain of the 200-foot industrial-sized vessel, the Cactus, stands formidably over six feet tall with massive shoulders and goliath hands. His arsenal of weapons the police confiscated are well known in town. His demands to reclaim his deeds alarmed the county clerk, but he knew better than to call the cops. Dave doesn't like cops says they are evil, recounts to me what they do to women and children at night as he listens on the radio scanner. If what he says is true, they are indeed monsters. Mr. Thompson describes his dramatic run-ins with the law as I interview him during a staged compliance inspection. I knew in advance he believes himself to be an industrial facility operator of renowned competence. When I arrived at his RV site located between two tank farms of petroleum, I observed a spreading junkyard of collected cars, boats, school buses filled with perfectly stacked heaps of newspapers he's read to find out about his properties. Drums of unknown chemicals, gigantic rusting ship anchor chains, storage connexes, and one 1970s gray van he employs to collect more crap. I wanted to meet this character, so I whipped out my checklist and went in, alone. Perhaps not the safest choice, braving an insane cop-killer squatting lair, but it was daylight, and I was wearing my safety coat and safety glasses. I was working night security in that warehouse at the time, about four years ago. Had the cactus moored over there. He points across the waterway with what remains of a forefinger. Came outside to take a leak. Saw five cops sneaking up. They didn't know I saw them. He describes in a deep, rumbly tone, towering over me in a yellow raincoat, as if from Skeppy the Sailor Dog. I went back in. They started hollering for me to come out. So I did. But I had my sawed-off shotgun pistol I can carry pointed down. But the barrel don't drag. I came out into their lights. Couldn't see them, but I could hear them yelling. You put down that weapon? Well, I won't go and do that. 
I've been listening to the scanner. I know what they do to people. Took a prostitute one night. Raped her all night. Another girl, nurse from the hospital. I built that hospital. They took her and tied her to a torture rack. Heard her screams all night. She was in the paper. So I pointed the gun at one of them hiding down behind a concrete barrier. Told them to douse the lights and I put the gun down. They saw that gun and they got out of there, duck walking all of them. Mr. Thompson is proud he got rid of the evil people that night. Other encounters were not so favorable. He claims one night they sneaked into his ship. He had it booby-trapped because he knew they were coming on board, sprinkling poison on his dishes. He was waiting with his shotgun down in the hold. They had to find him. Three of them were trying to peep through the same porthole in a door. He fired. They skedaddled, but not before one got shot. Went to the hospital and died, Mr. Thompson informs me. Where his reality ends and our reality begins is a blurry realm. A fellow mini-eco representative of the state who cleaned up multiple vestiges of Mr. Thompson's hazardous material pack rat footprints over the years informed me before today's inspection, which inspired the visit, that he and the cops did indeed have to raid the cactus. Mr. Thompson at that time had his vessel moored adjacent to the tank farm to the north of his current domicile-slash-facility for several years, collecting material procured from the Army Defense Reutilization and Marketing Organization, DRMO. Not unlike a military value village, it is ideal for scavengers. The deck of the craft cannot be seen for all the junk and drums. The Coast Guard wouldn't touch him because the not-yet-derelict vessel was not in the way of navigation. Many eco wouldn't go near him because nothing had actually spilled yet. Nevertheless, if one of his drums of calcium carbide sitting on deck exposed to the range had happened to rust open allowing water to get in, a chemical reaction would have begun that produces acetylene gas, the kind that burns in a very hot acetylene torch welders employ. Which is why he had it. According to locals, he is a genius welder. His real job. Should said acetylene gas hit an ignition source, the drum could have exploded. When drums explode, they fly into the air like a missile. With sufficient arc, in a direction just to the south, said drum could have pierced a half a million gallon tank of petroleum. Kaboom! Only after several years had gone by did Mini-Eco, the Coast Guard, and the cops decide to at last bravely board the cactus, moored adjacent to the tank farm. Why? It had begun to list, tip over slowly. So my colleague, who showed me his video, five cops and one sniper invaded Mr. Thompson's reality. The video revealed a fusion of the Poseidon adventure meets Silence of the Lambs. No human cannibalism, just army epoxy drums hoarded ostensibly for safekeeping. It took all five cops to bring him down. They took away his guns and put him in Western State, the nearest mental ward. Wasn't his first time, wasn't his last. Each time they patch him up with some meds, get him stable, then release him to return to, the, to accumulating hazardous materials at some new location, down in the tire flats, until Inspector Bleep shows up with an MP3 recording camera and a hazardous material inventory checklist to save the sound and score some more bizarre material for her book. Mr. Thompson doesn't care for neocons any more than evil cops. Calls them bush rabbits. 
since they rigged 9-11 so they could go to war. Also claims they stole his idea to do it. CIA called me up. Told me they found some Saudi guys in Florida training to fly planes. Asked me what to do, because I'd already told them to look out for him, and that's why they was a-looking. I told them to keep him under surveillance, keep an eye on him. If they needed him, they'd be there to use. I talked to Osama. He's gigger in hell. Family disowned him. I told him just what to do. Him and the CIA done it. If it had been real terrorists, these tank farms here would have been hit with an RPG by now. But we got it all happening over there. Wow. This man is legally insane. He is giving voice to what most of my friends and family actually believe. What does that say about me? Well, I am standing here alone, talking to the man, knowing in advance he's psychotic. Ah, familiarity. I attempt to slowly step towards my vehicle, as Mr. Thompson continues informing me of epoxy hazards. You need to know this, or you're going to inspect facilities, he warns me. Few folks know this. The two compounds that react to make the hydrogen bomb are in paint epoxy. If just a little of these chemicals come into contact, then it may make a huge explosion. They must be kept separate. That's why I got them away from the Army DMO. To keep it from them. One time they combined and made a huge black cloud right over there. He tells me, pointing to the southeast. Your friend. He was too close when it went off. Put him in the hospital for a long time. I got it all on video. When I compare notes with my referenced colleague back at the office, I learned the kernel of truth in his tale. When he had to clean up the cactus, he found a particular paint epoxy with a huge warning label that said as it dries, it gets off hydrogen gas, which can be extremely explosive. Sure enough, a hydrogen bomb. He wasn't involved in an explosion, but he was hospitalized for a year after a botched neck surgery that left him quadriplegic. While recovering, Mr. Thompson tried to reach him from Western State to solicit verification of his sanity, so he could be released. He and Dave were pretty close after a decade of hazmat responses. He was unable to verify his sanity, but not because of injuries from an atom bomb, just because a supervisor decided not to forward the messages during convalescence. When I told my colleague that Dave was accumulating something called epoxy in his school bus, he shook his head in solemnity, dredging having to clean up yet another of Cactus Jack's messes. Yet for all the interactions with the law and having to chase down Mr. Thompson, my colleague consistently respects Mr. Thompson's human dignity, an appreciation that led me to want to meet this Cactus Jack in person. After the encounter, I feel the same. Something happened in Mr. Thompson that forever changed him. While possibly a hindrance to human health and safety and a potentially egregious perpetrator of environmental contamination, he is startlingly lucid when recanting his stories as though they are real. And in his mind, they are. Having grown up among people believing their own perceptual reality off-color from the rest of society, I found him welcoming, warmly approachable, and disturbingly convincing. Next time I go to inspect his facility, I believe I shall bring cookies and a thermos of coffee. 
and perhaps my colleague in a higher fidelity video camera. This could make a badass short for Sundance. Cactus, Cactus Jack, Jack strikes, strikes again. again.